0: Black, stop playing with them. What's going on, good people? Sauce Talk is here. Got some things to get off my chest. Got some got some boxing news to sit there and talk about. Got some people I want to air out, you know, in the boxing world and around the sports world in general. You know, LeBron James being one of them. Um, uh, I know people out there that know about the boxing voice, you know, Nestor Gibbs, man. He's hilarious. I think yesterday uh, listening to his podcast was hilarious, man. Like he was so bothered. So, Bobby. And I, I'm going to break this down to casual boxing fans and, and hardcore boxing fans to come and listen to Sauce Talk. And in um, this episode is just a lesson. It's just a lesson and in, in some informative things, a breakdown, and also some um, um, other news that is going on and results. Um, first, right off the top, we're going to sit there and applaud, <laughs> give a hand clap for uh, Saudi Arabia for putting on an amazing. An amazing, an amazing, and amazing, amazing production show entrances everything. People showed out. I seen Larry Holmes. Okay, got to see Larry Holmes in in Saudi Arabia. You know what I'm saying? Like the production was great. They put the cameras on everybody to show the stage. Little baby was there. Eminem was there. Mike Tyson there. You know, it was it was live, man. You know how much money that they shelled out out there. ESPN, Saudi Arabia. I mean, like, big time, big time, big time, man. From Tyson Fury going up against Francis Ngannou, who had a good undercard with some nice heavyweight fights, mainly the co-main event with Adelaide and F- Fabio Worley. um, Which was a very good fight. See... These are the type of, <laughs> man, these are the type of fights that needs to happen throughout a boxing. I mean, you got one guy was 15-0, and 0, the other guy like what? I think he was like 17-0 and 0 or something like that, 9-0, and 10-0. And, and when you have two guys undefeated like that and you're able to sit there and get them into a fight, it's one of the best things that happens in boxing. More of that needs to happen, man. You don't understand how good that was for the sport of boxing to see two guys like that not worried about their O because you're still able to fight after the end of the day, good Lord's willing, you don't get hurt permanently. Damaged enough to where you can't continue your career. A loss is not going to end your career. It shouldn't be. For years, I would say for a good 15 years, a loss ended a lot of people's careers for no reason. It was like an unwritten thing to where it was like, oh, if you lose your O, then you're done. You know, Oscar De La Hoya lost to Phyllis Trinidad. A lot of people wrote him off. I'm like, how did he lose? I can't believe it. Then he came back and he wants to go fights, but it's, it was almost kind of like, ah, yeah, yeah, he lost to Trinidad. Ah, yeah, he lost to Shane Mosley. Damn, he lost to Shane Mosley again. But it's like, he's still one of the best, you know? He's still one of the best. You know, uh, Canelo lost to Floyd. He lost the Bibble. He's still one of the best out here. Earl Spence can still be one of the best out here. Lomachenko still one of the best out here. You know, you look at some people, how they lose and how they take a loss or stuff, or how they got there, you can sit there and say, okay, you know, Cambosis game, game fighter, good fighter, two hard losses, still a good fighter. He's still a good fight for somebody out there. He's still a good fight. For a good, a three to four good contenders out there. So you can't write a person like that off. You know, Uga, same thing, going against Mario Barrios. Mario Barrios felt confident knowing that he was fighting an upper echelon contender. He was fighting at least somebody that had a name. He didn't give a damn about the L's he had. He just knew, hey, this is a good name for me to fight. Just like when Earl Spence fought Julian uh, uh, Lamont-Peterson. He didn't look at it like, I'm not fighting his bum ass. Like, he got two L's or whatever. Like, no, I'm going to fight Lamont Peterson. Why not? He's a game fighter. He's going to fight hard. You know, you have more undefeated guys shying away from the undefeated fighter because you want to build your record up. Frank Martin, Keyshawn Davis, I always bring those two up. They met right there in the middle. Side, face to face. Frank Martin sought him out. This happened Earl Smith, Terrence Crawford night day before nothing has been said since because somebody sent somebody a low ball contract and then somebody feels like i'm not signing that and then somebody goes and make another fight with somebody else now it's a good fight now dos santos and shakur is going to be a good fight at least shakur has got the balls to go and make a challenge and do what i'm sitting there saying needs to be done in boxing now frank martin he has no fight date yet but i guarantee you he's not going to be fighting nobody undefeated Guarantee you that. It's not gonna be Keyshawn Davis. I guarantee you that. These guys they wanna hang on to these L's and think they gonna make five million a fight, you know, once they get on a on a main card, uh pay-per-view, and then you know, that's when the door's gonna start opening up and, and all that good stuff. No. Fight, motherfucker, like fight. Perfect <laughs> example, Ryan Garcia, Oscar Duarte. That's a good fight. Good job, Oscar De La Hoya. That's a good fight. That's a good fight. Now, it's not the undefeated, undefeated fight that I'm talking about, but that's a good fight. You know, it's not the, you know, what Demetrius Andrade and Jamal Charles should have had back in 2015 because that should have happened back then. That should have happened back then, but it didn't. You know? I mean, I'm trying to get y'all to to understand where I'm coming from. You know, when we have situations like that, um, I'm trying to think of a one where uh let me think let me th- oh yeah that's right Shane Mosley Shane Mosley protecting that oh you know telling Floyd no I'm not fighting you and he gets in there against Vernon Forrest Vernon Forrest now good fighter but Shane Mosley's like as long as it ain't Floyd as long as it ain't this guy this guy you know I'm trying to get my dubs up you know I just beat Hoya, and then look what happens Vernon Forrest beat the tar out of him now once, because of course he had to get his rematch, but twice. Rest in peace Vernon Forrest, by the way. Great fighter. Kind of reminds, um, of one person that kind of remind me of him. It would be like a, uh, let me see, like a Kevin Holland in, in a, in a uh, UFC. Just a real cool catch. You know, laid back, but keeps a 100. You know, Vernon Forrest was somebody that I really appreciated in the sport of boxing. For sure. Kind of had like Earl Spence type demeanor. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm just coming in to fight. You know, do my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't no square. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't no, no bot or nothing like that. But he was, you know, kept to himself. He was quiet. You know what I'm saying? Good fighter. Came in there, beat Sugar Shane mosey, and, and Floyd Mayweather sat back and laughed. Like, ha-ha. You want to fight me? You ran from me so bad, you went and got beat. Running from an L, you ran right into one. When you could have made a big astronomical, undefeated, undefeated fight with Floyd Mayweather and made that money and you know, that would've been big, it would have been good for your legacy, it would have been good for the sport of boxing. Now, people not realizing what could be good for the sport of boxing, and then here we are gotta face the criticism, the 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 bantering, the oh my god, the Floyd Mayweather sitting there saying oh, I said Floyd Mayweather it's LeBron James saying, See, this is why I don't watch boxing Which leads me to the point of saying that the main event, Tyson Fury, Francis Legano, what was the 10-round fight, 10-point must system fight, professional boxing match. It was not no exhibition. It was not no toy play thing. It was the real do field. The only thing that was not going down was Tyson Fury's WBC and all his belts were not on the line. Now, Tyson Fury does a good job. Of selling the fight. I, I want to say that, you know, to sell this fight better than Marvel selling the Marvel's movie. Um, this fight did a pretty good job towards the tail end of how people was going to watch it, was it going to take it serious or not, and they showed that this was going to be a serious fight. And I think by them doing that, nice little one on one conversation, a nice little press conference. Things of that nature, it made it pump up just a little bit more. Um, coming into this fight, I was sitting there thinking Tyson Fury's gonna box his eardrums off, Francis was gonna get tired. It might be a point to where he might get hurt and just you know be an exhaustion type stoppage. Not no, he he punches hard. New people don't know Tyson Fury doesn't punch hard. He stopped Deontay Wilder because Wilder was gassed, he was punched out, you know what I'm saying? He was embarrassed. A lot, of, a lot of people like that will fall out, especially when that, the third fight. So, um, second fight, really. Uh, Tyson Fury, <laughs> man, this is crazy. Tyson Fury comes into this fight being knocked down six times. Now, three of those were against Deontay Wilder. Uh, four, actually. I think Wilder knocked him down four times in three fights. So the majority of his knockdowns it was against Wilder. Cunningham, I think, knocked him down. A few other people knocked him down as well. A couple other. And, uh, you know, Tyson Fury has the type of structure, frame. He's tall. He's nine, but he's top-heavy. Skinny legs, top-heavy up top. So leaning over and stuff like that. Third round came after the first couple of dead rounds. Kind of could give the Fury on the default second round. You might could give the, the War third round. came Francis Gonzo said, "This is my time to kind of bring my thunder," and he brought thunder after a one-two from Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury threw a nice stiff one-two, and Tyson Fury got hit with a left hand over the hand over the head. It was so weird. Tyson Fury saw it coming, dipped, couldn't get away from it, got hit, got clipped. I think more of him being top heavy. People are going to get mad at me for saying this because I watched boxing. When you go back and you watch Deontay Wilder knock down Fury, even if it's the one where he does The Undertaker, you can see that that shit hurt. I'm not sitting there saying that Francis is not strong. I'm not saying Francis doesn't have puncher power because he knocked Tyson Fury down. But you have to understand me when I say this, that a part of him being top-heavy and coming in a little flabby was kind of a reason why he got knocked down. That's bigger reason why he's been knocked down seven times in his career. He's top heavy, skinny leg, and he can be hit because he, you know, he leans back. He leans into a position of being hit. Ali had the same problem. Ali got knocked down what? When he was Cassius Clay, he got knocked down four times. So you have to understand and do your boxing homework to understand that that can happen in boxing where you're. Your balance can be more your reason. You know, Floyd Mayweather got hit with a good shot by Zab Judah, and where he was leaning and squatted, that balance pushed him to where his, his glove touched the canvas. By law of boxing, that's a knockdown. So, really, Floyd Mayweather should have one knockdown on his career, but he doesn't. Um, when you look at people like, uh, hell, you look at Andre Ward's knockdown against, uh um Kovalev Kovalev hit him with a perfect good shot it was short hit him right in the nose he went down he got up he felt it look at the body language of Tyson Fury shocked like oh my god I've been knocked down again he wasn't that shocked he's been knocked down he's been a part of the game but the thing that Tyson Fury did not anticipate was people here's the surprise it was his Ability to what he did to Klitschko, to what he did to Wilder, to what he does to all fighters. Lay on you. Lean on you. Grab you. You know, make the fight boring. Unentertaining. Francis Ngannou was having 0% of that. Now, when I say 0% was meaning the resistance. Now, did Tyson Fury eventually hold him and and put him in spots where they was tangled up and the ref had to break them up? Yes. But what I'm saying, he was having 0%. Go back and watch how Francis Ngannou was throwing Tyson Fury off of him, making sure he was, like, using his, you know, infighting, you know, MMA-type stuff with the grapple and stuff, negating those type of things where Tyson Fury literally started going for body-lock-type takedowns. You know, whenever you don't go for a double leg and when you wrap around the waist, you see MMA fighters try to go for that type of takedown. Tyson Fury was literally trying to do that, like, three or four times in a fight. His method was not working well enough, so he had to go to dig deep to do something even crazy with his method. Now, there's an elbow out there that people like to talk about. Now, people seen the elbow playing this day. It looks like an elbow playing this day. Some people think that Francis Ngannou got in the way of um, Tyson Fury's right hand and it made the right hand. Curl into the elbow that landed on Francis Ngannou's chin which did nothing to Francis Ngannou He didn't change his face. He didn't wobble. He was unbothered So I really don't think the elbows need to be talked about rather if it was dirty Then Tyson Fury realized he was in trouble and he was looking for a dirty way out Then people were like the Wilder camp is gonna be like see I told you he was dirty even though it was nothing that came out about the glove or anything about that, even though Wilder said that his pre fight outfit was the reason why he lost, not even gonna go into that. But anyway, boxing has to quit taking the strong blows, blows by these sports people that don't understand that other sports is rigged just like uh, boxing, if that's the case. If they're so rigged, then every other sport is rigged too. You know, corrupt, whatever word you wanna use. Um, Tyson Fury was in a dog fight for about three rounds. And then it stopped. It stopped. You know, you go back and you watch the fight the second time, you really understand that there really was no fight after the third round. There really wasn't no fight after the after the third round. Might have been a little something there in the fifth and the sixth. But you know, other than that you had you know, like I said, Franz Gano literally threw Tyson Fury over to the corner like a, like like he was Kevin Nash in a in a in a WCW match. There was moments in that fight to where you can say, hey, Tyson is being um, intimidated here. He's being pushed, you know, he's being, you know, being walked down and stuff until Tyson Fury started boxing, moving, feinting, keeping things in the middle of the ring, not being so much. Now, the clinching, I don't like. I don't like the clinching. I gave Tyson Fury a point away from all that damn hugging he was doing. It was just stupid. But just boxing, everybody does it. Um, in boxing, people hold. You can't hold to a point to where you can get a point taken away. There's some refs out there that will take a point away from holding. We all know that. Wasn't going to be taken away from Tyson Fury, the heavyweight champ of the world. We're not going to take no point away from him. The refs know no better than that. But, Tyson Fury got in trouble. He seemed like he got himself back together. <sighs> In boxing, the one thing that I will say that you can win with a jab, man. Like you, if you can negate, or if a person just stands there, like Francis did for six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Because ten, you would think you would go all out. I don't know what the fuck was going on there, but if you use a jab, you can win. Devin Haney did that against Lenoris. <laughs> he just jabbed his face off. You know, he switched it up against Loma Chingo because he knew Lomo was Lomo was going to do a little bit something different, so he switched it up. But between Linares, Cambosos two times. Devin Haney jabbed that man's face off to victory. Floyd Mayweather, Baltimore, same thing. Use one punch. Like, I don't got time for this shit. So, I mean, like, when people sit there and be like, people like me who live in the moment and be like, Tyson Fury lost, you got to take a step back. You got to watch it again. I watched it again. And I will say that this, me being a hardcore boxing fan, I wish Tyson Fury would have lost. Because you disrespected the sport. You disrespected yourself. You disrespected your title of lineal heavyweight champion. You disrespected every single bit of that. You took this fight knowing that you was taking it as a dig at Usyk. You knew you didn't want to fight Usyk. You was trying to get Joshua. Joshua was fucking off. You tried to get Thor from freaking Game of Thrones. That didn't work. You come out with a reality show documenting all this stuff for me to know. So here you go. Then you get Francis and Interest peak because you're going to PFL events, you meet Francis Zagano, you get the fight with Francis Zagano, you pretty much shove John Jones out the way because you basically, you know, just like, well, he's not in UFC no more. He's in the PFL. John Jones, get the fuck out of my way. I'm gonna fight him. In the middle of this promotion, when we get a fight date and everything, we get a notification of breaking news, Tyson Fury's. Accepted a fight officially against Alexander Usyk, December 23rd, 2023, after he fights Francis Ngannou on October 28th. So you mean to tell me that is one, two months? In what? A few days? You mean to tell me that you, Tyson Fury, was going to pull this off? Did you not know? That this is the sport of boxing, that this ain't basketball, this ain't tennis, this ain't golf. The one thing I will say is that boxers do need to fight more times in a year, but not two months apart. I think it depends on your damage. I think so much goes into how much a fighter should fight a year, but I think big fights. I think, as say of Frank Martin and Keyshawn Davis, I keep bringing those two up because I want to see that fight. If those two fought, Okay. Two youngins, two youngins, real young. You had Frank, a little older, but young in the sport, prospects. You get those two fighting. And then after that fight, let's just say for shits and giggles, uh, Frank Martin wins. He wins. And and the fight was in May. I think Frank Martin should be back in the ring. No problem in August. He should be back in the ring in August. Whatever, damage he took, whatever. He should be back in the ring, and you know, fighting somebody. I think boxing needs to get back to that so bad to where Hagler, Hearns, Duran, Leonard fought. They fought. They fought three or four times a year. And and people don't realize that you can sit there and say, well, boxing is dangerous and look at people, man, football. Look at football, man. You know, look at you UFC. Look at how many of these guys fight a year. Look at like Daniel the uh, Cerrone, or look at look at uh, Volkanovski, a champion. Look at people like Adesanya, who's fought many times this year. Look at guys like that. Boxers need to be like that. They don't need to think that they're too good for that because you're gonna lose your money acting like that. Tyson Fury had to sign a fight with Alexander Uslig. Now he's trying to run to play chicken. Why? Black eye, embarrassed, Embracing on his forehead, embarrassed. Knowing that he really kind of it in, which making people feel like he lost, he don't want to get in there with Alexander Usyk. His confidence would be terrible, and if somebody with uh, mental health issues that Tyson Fury has, it'd be a terrible idea to get in that ring December twenty third against Alexander Usyk. He will lose it all. So, with him sitting there saying at the end of the fight count, <laughs> to counter what he said uh, a couple. Or should I say a month before the fight saying that... Well, me and Usyk, we got some shit ironclad. And he cannot go anything against that or I will sue him. That came out of Tyson Fury's mouth. Not verbatim, but the words he would get sued did. And now, Saturday night, this man literally with a black eye said... We'll see you next year. Sometime alright. now. And he got uh, Alexander Usyk like, well... All I know is that we got a contract for December 23rd. So, I don't know how that is going to get Barry Sanders juked, you know, out of that. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how Tyson Fury is going to get up out of that. Because it seems like he's the one that wants to get out of it. Immediately, in the middle of that ring, nothing was said, I see it December 23rd. It was, we got da-da-da, It's a lot of jibber-jabber. A lot of different things that were said other than what needed to be said. Tyson Fury is somebody who gained a lot of fandom in the United States, me included. When you, when you look at the person, I don't think I've lost anything from him. He ain't even sitting there saying, like, oh man, like I ain't a fan of his no more. Just don't be the renigger, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, don't renege, man. You can't renege in this situation. We cannot renege. Now, you set this fight up. You did it yourself. You did it as a ruse to me. So, but don't don't back out now. You already made it official. You know, that's like Terrence Crawford. You know, if he backs out of this rematch, it would be purely on that Errol Spence doesn't want to go at 147. Now, the deal was made. The contract was set. The winner gets to set the weight. So, if Errol Spence doesn't want to go at 147 and the fight doesn't happen, it's not on Terrence Crawford. It's on Errol Spence, not what the people think they need happen and we all need to see it at 154, Terrence Crawford's scared. The contract said Terrence Crawford picks the weight if he wins. The contract stated Errol Spence gets to pick the weight if he wins. So what are we to do when that happens? You know what I'm saying? You got to go by the contract. Contract, Tyson, contract. You made up, or whoever, how this fight got signed during a freaking promotion of your fight with Francis Ngannou. The fight was made with Alexander Usyk. Is this more of the game that you're trying to play with this guy from Ukraine? Now, here's the one thing that I can say about Alexander Usyk that could help his case. Get polarizing, you know? Get something going about your life in a sense of saying... um A.J. came to America. He went to a heat game. But he went through the, like, he made sure he stopped at places and made sure people be like, who is that? Even though they didn't know who he was, he made sure people knew who he was. You know, he went to New York and walked through the streets with Eddie Hearn, and people was like, you know him, you know Wilder. People got to see his face. He went to a Lakers game. Alexander Usyk is going to have to find some type of common ground to where you're going to have to make your name big time to go up against Tyson Fury. Now, that's the one thing that is honest and true that goes on in the sport of boxing. Nobody wants to see a fight. There's people that don't know you, you know, when big fights were made with Sugar Shane and, and Floyd, yeah, Shane was older. Floyd was a little older, but people knew both of them. People knew who they were, you know, great American boxers. So you get what I'm saying? It's not about me shitting on foreigners, because I'm not. There's great foreigner boxers. But Lomachenko knew. He brought his ass over here. And who he's good friends with? <laughs> Alexander Usyk. So I'm not understanding why he didn't follow suit and be like, hey, man, I'm going to try to build this following over in America so whenever I get these fights with Americans, you can see where Haney, Loma, who, who, who won? You ask the world. Ask the America who won. I guarantee you America will say Lomachenko did. Now, I went back and watched the fight two more times, honest to God. I watched that fight three times. I seen a draw the second and third time. Loma should get another shot. Will he get it? I don't know. Will he move up? Doubt it. Will he get Shakur? I bet you. Will he get uh, Cambosis? That's what I'm hearing. Ryan Garcia, I hear talking stuff sitting there talking about, is this your heavyweight champ? You know, my thing is the Ryan Garcia is that, my thing is the Ryan Garcia is that I would be worried about Oscar Durante, man. Because you could be outraged. You can sit there and send tweets out and stuff like that, but you got to deal with your last fight. You got to deal with your last situation where somebody could be like, is that your king? Because that's what you call yourself, King Rye. So somebody can easily be like, well, is that your king? Because that you you didn't you take a body shot and didn't want to get up? Is it a bell rung? Just saying. I'm just saying I'm not trying to be messy. I'm not trying to be toxic here. I'm just trying to say some things, you know, just just to be a little poignant. But you know, people will laugh and sit there and say, Well, oh man, Tyson Fury, man, he, he he uh he he underestimated him, you know what I'm saying? Like he he didn't take it serious, you know. Uh that's not an excuse. Somebody say, like, man, Tyson Fury won, man. He, but you know, he he ain't it this serious, man. It was, a, but how'd he win? How'd he win? If he didn't take it serious, if he got knocked down, if he didn't be, you know, I was hoping that Tyson Fury would at least teach this man in a boxing lesson. He just didn't do it. And I think that's why people feel like he lost. And he just did enough just to get a scorecard decision. By one point. People not understanding that that's why people feel like he lost. People like Ness from the Boxing Boys sit there and coming down on these these fans and sitting there saying, well, y'all don't know shit and all this stuff like that. But not understanding that people had to... People had to get talked into being a fan of, of Tyson Fury in a sense. And then once we were, we were like, man, this dude cool as hell. He's singing Sweet Caroline and singing shit. And he's funny. The reality show on Netflix is good. He's got a good family. He's wholesome. he got his little quirks here and there. Nobody's perfect. But when you mail it in like this, it kind of makes us be like, are you going back to the old Tyson Fury? Because you can't mail in a situation like this when you already make a fight. Two months later, because we thinking that you're going to be shit in that fight, too. Love handles, were back. back. Um, he didn't seem, he always seemed agitated in interviews. He didn't seem like he was happy with this um, decision. It just didn't seem like he was happy with, oh, man, I got to fight Francis Ngannou, Um he didn't take it serious, you know. I think he one video I seen where he was making an excuse because of how he was eating and getting, preparing. And somebody was like, "Well, Tyson, are you are you really taking this fight serious?" And he, you know, made this uh, the, the, the the statement of saying that he drank four pints of beer before he fought Wilder. He was like, "I had no problem then." So I guess he was sitting there making it the uh, in a defense type way of saying like, "Hey, hey, don't worry about what I'm doing over here. I already, you know, I already beat who y'all said was the best." And I did that on four pints of beer. So I think I can eat this little plate of food and whoop some ass. So that just tells you that he wasn't taking the series. It just tells you that he was mailing it in. But what he didn't know was that Francis Ngannou had some tools, thanks to Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, I commend you. commend the team that was, I guess, was provided for Francis and to get Tyson involved. Um, PFL for letting him take on his fight. I just want to say that he put on some hard work uh, because his earlier videos that he was coming out with, I was not impressed. It was not looking good. And the one thing that I could say was just quickness. It was was seeming like that he was going to be throwing weird punches and not throwing effective, quick, you know what I'm saying, punches when he did in the fight. Because it was I guess it was, he didn't want to tire himself out because I guess his gas tank is a little short. He's 37 years old. He's been in the UFC for so long, people don't even remember the man at Corn Rose. Okay? He's 37 years old. I mean, this is like Alistair Overeem making a crossover and trying to make it popping and kickboxing, but Alistair Overeem already did that when he was young. And, and, and you know saying? You know what I'm saying? He's trying to take over a sport at too old of an age to where we are sitting there saying, well, he's got two options, three really. He can fight Tyson again, and where he can get in there with Wilder or Joshua, because that's the only three options he has now. If Jared, if Jared Anderson had a bigger name, if he, you know, wouldn't hurt his hand and um, be, be be on his way to fighting a, a Sanchez or a, a Zayn. Because Zang and Sanchez can't get no fight with uh with Francis right now. They can't even get no fight with Fury. They couldn't even get a fight with Joshua or Wilder. Shit, look at Andy Ruiz, can't even get a fight with Wilder. Wilder ain't fought in what, 18 months? Or something like that? 12, 13 months, something like that. I think the last fight. Hear me, man. Hear me on this, man. Hear me on this. I'm not trying to claim that I know everything. I'm not perfect in this sports business. I'm not sitting there saying that I know it all. I'm a person that keeps it 100. I'm a person that see things for what it is. And I see things through a different lens than where other people may see it in a cliche way or in a way to where they're like, yeah, nah, you know, you can't fool me, da 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 but without really reading into it, without really kind of seeing if you know what's going down. Um, even if you may not know all the terms and words and all the information and stuff like that, you can see things for what it is, man. And I, that's what my show tries to provide for people to listen and you know whenever they go to talk to sports with other people they can sit there and say hey man i listened to that show sauce talk and you have to understand this part about it that I, maybe i didn't understand or i didn't hear or maybe this professional analyst didn't articulate because that's the main thing that i'm pushing for that these analysts today when you watch some of these shows and stuff like that they miss a lot of things when they don't get to say things because of their time or political correctness or things of that nature, or just maybe just not knowing. Um, that's just like I, I laugh at uh, Ness when he tries to step out and mention something quick about another sports person like LeBron or, or a football player, like, say, like, Patrick Mahomes or something like that. He always says something wrong, like, even down to the actors. You know, it's just sometimes you got to stay in your lane, you know. Um, other people, I've done it. I've done it i mean you we all have done it real quick when we try to be like use a quick reference or something like that. but you know that's that's different you know you can do that in fun and just be like i don't know man i'll be watching that stuff but whenever you are sitting there claiming that you know a sport or you want to do a show and you're talking on it and things like that you kind of got to know what you're talking about and that's the one thing that i try to you know um, convince you all when y'all click play to listen to me to be like man you know what I'm going to listen to my boxing stuff from Sauce Talk. You know, he did basketball, football. You know, he talked baseball sometimes. You know, he did some narratives and, and there. He knew what he was talking about, and I've been listening to this long. But boxing, he definitely knows what he's talking about. And, you know, that's just how I am, man. That's that a point, point, period, how I am. Now, we've had professional boxers sit there and say that Francis McDonald won this fight, professional boxers, amateur boxers alike. And um, when you have that, that at least tells you something. When you know that professional boxers knows about scoring fights and scorecards and stuff like that, and think that Francis won the fight, that's got to tell you something. It's got to tell you something. But it's also more so just the disrespect that Tyson Fury put on the sport. You disrespected the sport. You posted just a perfect example. I hope people remember this and tag this around like the thirty-five minute mark or 34, 35-minute mark of this podcast and be like, man, this is a prime example when you're talking to somebody. But it's almost kind of like this when you say Tyson Fury lost this fight. And why? Because you use this example. Say like a 20, let's say a 30-year-old Michael Jordan. You know, Tyson Fury went 31, 30, 30, 31 years old. He's in his 30s. And he's, you know, top guy, just like Jordan. Pound for pound, number one, heavyweight, you know, when you look at heavyweight being in the pound for pound list, you almost want to put him in number one because you like, he's the biggest man that got the best skill. And just say if, like, a 30-year-old Michael Jordan gets challenged by, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of somebody. Let's just say Michael Jordan, a 30-year-old Michael Jordan, top of his game you know being that who he is so many years gets a challenged by say Ken Griffey Jr. in a one on one basketball game that's going to get televised He's going to wear the hat backwards you know it's going to be it's going to be Ken Griffey versus Jordan and say the game ended and it was 8 to 9 i mean 8 to 10 Jordan won by 2 no 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 spot up points, no nothing. It was start off 0-0 zero, zero, and the game ended with dramatics and Jordan won with a last shot, you know, 110-9, and everybody was like, ooh, Jordan to go, Jordan to go, because that's what they would do. They'll be like, Jordan to go. But boxing fans. I say I think we got something here. Boxing fans would be like. How it was Saturday, but luckily we're in 2023, and now everybody gets that because back then that kind of how it was. I mean, I remember it, it was Cream of Dujovar and Akeem to play one on one. And neither one of them got the criticism that they would have got today. If Kareem would do Jabbar, I think that's who it was. It was Kareem and one had a game of one-on-one basketball. I think that is correct. I want to say that was correct. It was Kareem versus somebody. It was a game of one-on-one. They played one-on-one in front of a crowd. And it don't even get talked about. It was good to see two legends of the sport play one on one together. I remember they pumped up a one on one game with Shaq and the uh, Elijah one. So that's where I might be getting the other player wrong, but I do remember it was two old greats. It was Cream and I did. Yeah, it was Cream with Dr. J. That's who it was. It was Cream with Dr. J. And they played a game on one on one. It was never talked about. It was never like, oh, Dr. J ain't better than Kareem. or, that, or Dr. J did. Today's time, everything gets that type of criticism, man. So, in today's time, if Michael Jordan, 30 year old Michael Jordan, went against Ken Griffey Jr., and you know, Ken Griffey was in that little dunk contest thingy, whatever, like that, so I'm pretty sure he knows what he's doing with the basketball, That's why I used him as an example. And that game went to 10 to 9. Michael Jordan would be excoriated. This is your king. He ain't the GOAT. He ain't the GOAT out here getting almost beat by a baseball player. Memes, retweets, the whole nine yards. Now, back in the 80s, 90s, Jordan would have won. Ho- they would have ho- hoisted him up on his shoulders and would have been like, that's my goat. Don't ever come in my sport. Da-da-da-da. Wouldn't have been like, you almost lost. It's just so much to now to where you get a allegation, he did it. She did it. Um, You know, there's reports of this. Oh, man, cancel him. Now you can't even lose. You can't even win close, and then you're going to be excoriated. So this is my thing. That's what happened to Tyson Fury. So when people like hardcore boxing fans like Nestor Gibbs that goes at these casual fans, they ain't saying he's wrong, but it's just saying it is what it is when it comes to what it is what it is because you agreed to the thing and saying that Fury didn't come being Fury. He wasn't being the best Fury he can be. And in today's time, just like... <laughs> James Harden, Joel Embiid, um, even Greek Freak got murdered online for saying failure and all this stuff when they got put out and all that stuff. Is he still the best player in the world? All that stuff. Luca gets it. Um, NFL players, look at Justin Herbert, how much he's getting it. Look at people like uh, head coaches and stuff like that. You had a whole crowd sitting there yelling for offense coordinator to be fired. Is what you're doing for me lately it's how you're doing it it's if you're on a level of greatness you can't be having no close wins you got to be blowing people out you got to be knocking people out it's the world we live in today it's the world we live in today and we don't understand that that is so detrimental to our kids to where our kids now oh he trash, he was the lab he trash he trash, but he's making 20 million dollars we had to make a layup over a six foot eight monster who was really trying to block it. it just can't be perfect. That's why your guys is making twenty million dollars. shoot forty eight percent, and not fifty eight or a hundred or 60%, sixty, seventy five. I mean, you got it into those so much to where I remember it was funny where Kevin Durant missed the game winning shot, and everybody was like, "I thought he could make all of them." No, he don't make them all. Why is the percentage It's a percentage? It ain't a hundred. He's not 100% a game with his shots. Hell, Carmelo Anthony was number one. He was in the 50s. Or lower, like higher 40s. Kobe was like 44 or 45, but he had the balls to shoot it. I'm not trying to defend Tyson Fury. What I'm trying to do is trying to tell you is that that is today's push. If things happen in such a fashion, if this would have been two journeymen, if this would have been Adelaide and Fabio and went to the, went to the distance and, 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 you know, in all dramatic the way how those people, cause Adelaide got stopped, you know, Adelaide got stopped, ref stopped it. And that's how that excitement went. But if it went all the rounds and it was, a you know, you know, surprise here and there, or whatever. People would have been like, oh, that, you know, man, like, I can't believe uh, somebody would have been like, Adelaide definitely won that fight, man. Like, he got cheated, man. But the fact he got stopped, and the people, were like, he stopped the fight too early, man. It, people are going to complain nowadays more than anything, man, over everything. Over everything. I mean, we got people now that can't even support their team more because it's somebody on the other team that scored a touchdown for their ticket on their bet. So, I mean, like, fandom is... It's changing a little bit. And, you know, people turn their back on certain sports because of life. What they make on their money and stuff like that. And what their views are. Now if this person says this, then I don't watch the sport no more. I don't watch that. It's a bunch of people that make too much money anyway. This is what boxing is falling into. They're asking for so much money. That's why they can't keep a network. They always want the big money fights. This fight shouldn't be pay-per-view. Boxers started it can't get mad cuz y'all started it and i seen it happening everybody trying to be floyd mayweather he was a one of one he made connor mcgregor a rich man to where Conor has fought 3 times since they fought 3 and when they fought when it, it was like 2018 2017 come on now it's 2023 He's only fought three times, man. He's a one of one. These boxers out here can't be what that man was. They just can't do it. Number one, like I said, boxing should've went the way I'm sitting there saying at the top of this episode. Get in there, and fight the young top opponents while you're young. You can't sit back like you're Floyd because hey, Floyd was in a unique situation. He was a lightweight coming up whenever Sugar Shane was coming up in the middleweight, I mean, in the welterweight division. Delahoy was a superstar who had some losses on his career, but still a star because he then gained some shit back by getting some good wins. Felix, uh, I mean, uh, by beating uh, Fargus, Strom, uh, not, not Strum, um, I said Strom, um, uh, Mayorga, getting, it, getting that one back. Um and uh there was one more well yeah the strum fight was something that you could you because he was walking into a walking into another one. Um because after the Trinidad fight, people was like, you know, what is what's next for De La Hoya? You know, and that's that one lost mentality, and then he gained it back. Then you had I a open division to where Otoragotti started making a name for himself. Perfect timing type stuff. Like, a Toragotti, a top guy in the division, I fight him. Now, he might not have been the best, but he was the top guy at the time. Because after fighting Chop Chop Corley and Diego Corrales, well, he fought Corrales and then Chop Chop Corley, you're moving up to 147, then, then you got the Gotti. Yeah, I fight Gotti, no problem. Shamba Mitchell, cool. And the next thing you know, I'm going to be Money Mayweather. Man, fuck all this stuff. I'm going to be a villain and didn't tell nobody. He just said, I changed my name to Floyd Money Mayweather and people lost it. He started talking shit. He started talking big time shit. And the next thing you know, it got him to big time fights. Just like that. Big time fights, meaning beating Oscar, put him in position to pretty much be the A-side for the rest of his career. No more undercards, no more bullshit, I'm A-side, you're fighting with me, and that's it. So, when you go down the line, he at least, you know, did his thing to where other people were trying to emulate, but are not as active. They're not even as active as Floyd coming up like how he did. Not even as active. You see Tank, you see people like, now Shakur, different. Haney, I would give him his props, a little different. But Tank, Ryan, Charlos, Spence, Crawford, what the fuck are y'all waiting on? You know? You can't sit there and, and keep calling out Canelo, 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 Canelo. Get in the ring, man. Fight somebody make 800 Gs, man. Make you a quick little meal. You're not going to make $10 million every fight. Because that's what like, somebody like Danny Jacobs who walked up on a Jamal Charlo and Jamal Charlo was like, hey, I ain't making the M's yet. And that was years, years ago. You know, Danny Jacobs and lost and fizzled out and everything like that. But he was at a point to where he has touched a million dollars because he put on good performances when he was needed because he didn't give up. This man fought cancer. This man fought an early loss and still came back. And was able to bring something to the table to make something a name in his career of boxing. That's all that matters, man. Everybody's sitting there just, like I said, Keyshawn Davis with the statement. I'm only nine and no. Please, man. Yeah, Score Stevenson out here called out Valdez, called out everybody, and, and willing to back it up if you're willing to sign the contract. Frank Martin didn't want to do that. Santos did just like uh, Valdez did and all his other challenges that coming up People don't realize that well. I may not know that name, but are good game fighters game ready to rock and roll That's the thing that people don't understand you may not know the name But if you do a little research and you understand that he's pretty good then versus then you have uh, You know <laughs> I'm not trying to poop on oh, George Cambosos, but or or uh, Udonis guys or because uh, those names are good names in the sport of boxing. That has done some good things. That they they can make a good fight. They can, you know, somebody can say, Hey man, you never know. That counter might be on tonight. You know, they might be really on that focus. They might be really in rhythm. You know, Cambosos got a good counter. You guys got a lot of good boxing pedigree. But are they gonna beat some of the top guys all the time? No, they're not but they're good fights that could be had. Now, I'm not sitting there saying that there's a bunch of Camboses and guys, but there's a lot of guys that, that are could be right there or better. Dos Santos is one of them. Glad he's got a fight day to course Stevenson. Esau Cruz is out there looking for one. Now, I look at him as like a gatekeeper, but he needs a big win. He only only thing Esau has is a good performance against Tank. That's all he has. That's all he has. That last performance I saw, he was looking for one shot, and he was almost getting beat. Should have lost. Got kind of lucky. But anyway, I mean, like, you know, I want to get on to some extra news and let y'all process what I had to talk about. And all, all in the moral of what I'm trying to say is my final thought is that all sports have their human error shit. All sports have some type of corruption. I think all sports have that little bit of mistake-making to where you can be like, man, what the fuck's going on? Why do I watch this? Da, 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 da. This is nothing but rigged. On every sport, it's human error, people. We make them at our jobs, with our parenting, with home stuff, with working on cars. There's always human error, man, with refereeing, um, with, with, even with fighters, players. You know, people be like, man, hi, drop that ball. You can tell the NFL got a script. Motherfucker, you go out there and you catch it. With two people draped all on you, but now we gotta sit there and watch plays carefully and see if player's intent—if they're dropping or catching the ball for real, or if this fighter right here is really throwing this punch. Did it really land? Did Willie really get knocked out? Did he? Did he? Did he pay Anderson Silva? Did, shit like that, man. Floyd Mayweather, man. He didn't even, he wasn't even hitting Connor hard. He wasn't even punching him hard. You take those same punches from Floyd Mayweather, you come back to me. Especially after being tired. It was in the ninth round. Connor was gassed. Floyd wouldn't. You take those punches and let me know how you feel. So I cannot stand that, man. But other news, we got, still, we're coming up on November. We all know November. We got some good shit popping. I just mentioned Shakur Stevenson going up against Los Santos. That's going down to a couple weeks, three weeks. Yeah, got three weeks for that. Then on that next week, we got the big card of Demetrius Andrade versus the Mexican monster, David Benavidez. He will be fighting for that, hey, Canelo, I'm ready. DeAndre, the sitting there saying, "Family, I got my chance against somebody that can say is a real challenge. The best fight of his career. This is definitely the best fight of De- 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 Demetrius' andre's career, far none. I'm sending out a prayer for Jamar Charlo. He's going up against Jose Benavidez, David Benavidez's his brother. I am just not liking the vibes of his previous videos that he's making of him talking and stuff, man. It just seems a little airy. Seems a little airy. You don't know? seem like he should be boxing. But I'm not going to keep my mouth shut because I don't want people to be like, oh, man, why are you turning down a black man? Or why are you sitting there saying, he? you don't know what he's doing. You don't know. I ain't trying to. I'm just giving my pure observation. I ain't saying he look punchy. I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying he looks a little far out. That's all I'm going to say. December, we got rumors of Devin Haney's pay-per-view being stormed on with another pay-per-view, hopefully that does not happen. they supposed to go on December 9th. Devin Haney, Regis Progress, in the Bay Area, Oakland. You know what no I'm talking about, where he's from. Having it in San Francisco, the Chase Arena It's going down. Devin Haney um, moving up to 140 pounds to go up against Regis Progress, who is the 140-pound WBC champion, who will bring Hopefully a lot to the table because he's going to have to defending his belt, defending his division, fighting a newcomer in a division. It offers a lot, a lot. It offers a lot. And, you know, you get this fight. Tia Fimo's ready. He keeps saying he's retired, but the way he's complaining about his money making, he's ready. He's not retired. This man is out here just wanting to delegate and try to dictate and try to be Floyd. Days are over. I'll repeat, Floyd is a one-on-one. He's a one-of-one, one, guys. I'm sorry. Canelo ain't even getting what Floyd is getting. He's made $50 million in his last two fights. That's great money. That is wonderful money. But ain't Floyd money. That man signed a six-fight deal with Showtime and CBS. <coughs> Excuse me, CBS and Showtime, man. A lot of money. I think it was like $600 million. Or something like that. With incentives and shit. Nobody's doing that again. Showtime's done. HBO's done. You got got The Zone. You got ESPN. I don't know what PBC's going to do, but hopefully they do something. Hopefully they get it right. But, you know, we we got some good fights at the end of the year. And it's going down. Some good uh, young and -and up-and-coming fights. Hopefully, in these undercards, it's going to be good. We're going to be talking about some undercards whenever they get released and get the information out on these guys, and I get to sit down and look at them. We're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about, of course, the first fight that's going to be coming up in November, and that is Shakur versus Dos Santos. That is going to be the one. That's the one we're tracking first, and then we're going to move on forward from there. But other than that, I will say, before I get on out of here, Go back and watch some fights, man. Go back and watch some old classics, and we get to see how some scoring goes and stuff like that. Just show the human errors in every fight. You can go back and watch Floyd versus Cotto. Go back and watch Floyd Canelo. Go back and watch uh, Provodnikov for Tim Bradley. Go back and watch old classic fights if you want. Go back and watch Roy Jones and Tarver. Tell me how you think of that scoring went. Go back and score that fight. Tarver, Roy Jones won. Tell me how you saw it. Because sometimes when fighters come back and win, they always are the ones that, you know, the, the fighter that lost always got robbed. So, my thing is, is that are you not allowed to come back in boxing? You know what I'm saying? I think you can come back and win in points. You don't have to come back and win by knockout. It's not the end of the world if you go down a few rounds. It's, if, if it's a 10-round fight, you got to win five. It's a better battle to win the five rounds. If it's a twelve round fight, it's the battle to win in six rounds. Where that, or six rounds is on a ten round fight, and the seventh round on a on a twelve round fight. It's the battle of that. And other than that, you get a stoppage, you get knocked down, you get a cut, disqualified, do some dirty shit, whatever. But go back and watch fights, man. I right, go back and 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 get your history in boxing up. Go get your go get the juices flowing by going back and watching a good old Larry Holmes, Ken Norton fight. Go go back and watch those, man, because then you will get the understanding of how boxing is and and that that um, that is just like any other sport, you know. Money rules all, um, you know. And searching for TV time. Um and, and and hopefully PBC lands it that way. Boxing will be back whole. You know, people talking UFC and all this stuff like that. And it goes through their trials and tribulations too. People talk about their events, people talk about their timing. People talk about, you know, fights being boring, you know, a bunch of hugging matches and stand em ups and stuff like that. So not everything is all peachy king for everything. And then that's that I say is so Dana Dana White, I'm gonna answer to you to what you were saying about the sphere and about boxing, not having their shit together and stuff like that. I can't wait to see y'all get the sphere before us, because I doubt it. I guarantee boxing gets the sphere before a UFC event, and I guarantee it happens, and I guarantee the people behind it is going to be Floyd, Al Heyman, and company. You promise? and, and I, mean, I promise. And, you know, Teofimo talking about top rank going to get there. We'll see, which will which count as boxing getting there first. So, I hope so. I hope so. Boxing will be in the sphere in Las Vegas before it's from UFC, and that's what I'm gonna leave my show on. Cause Dana White was talking from real shit, and you know he was talking that real rich people shit. You know, saying that you know we want to up and up and UFC's this, this and that. Boxing don't even know how. To, boxing can't even. They just lost Showtime. La 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 Bullshit. Y'all wouldn't last in Showtime. Y'all wouldn't last with HBO. Y'all wouldn't last. Y'all got lucky. ESPN loves you because. One fight can go 15 seconds, 30 seconds, or a minute. Or if it goes all rounds, it's only three rounds on the majority of the fights. I can dig that. Y'all have a good day. I ain't shitting on the UFC. I'm not going to leave this episode having people thinking that I don't like UFC. I was full intended on that pay-per-view of Volkanovski versus uh, uh, McAulev. So I'm always there watching it. I'm not shitting on it. It's just that boxing is always king in my eyes, and I just need people to realize that what happened Saturday with Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou happens a lot of times. Just like Ness tried to point out by saying controversial fights, it's just that we were saddened and upset and disappointed that Tyson Fury brought that version of himself. That we were in fear that he would turn back into, and that was way before he fought Deontay Wilder. Now, y'all have a good day. Y'all keep it straight. And uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I will say, roll with the punches, man. Just roll with the punches. Roll with the punches, man. If it's at work, you know, if you're dealing with whatever stuff like that, roll with the punches, man. Just roll with the punches. Prairie, pick up the phone, you know, saying like dip and dodge, you know, saying like, and he come with a nice counter shot, kick the day in the ass, man. Y'all have a good one.